0: You're listening to the Writer Than You Podcast. Good morning. Happy Thursday. Welcome into the show. One of the things about, about Tom DeCelestino, the executive producer, is he helps me see the world in brand new ways. Today, for example, I got a little good morning gif that said, happy Friday, junior, Tom. That doesn't even make sense. Juniors come after the senior. The senior has to happen first. I don't un- understand.
1: Again, this is what I'm here for. You get hung up on the details of yeah. just trying to put a smile on your face on a Thursday morning. And good morning to you, by the way.
0: I do like the detailed good morning greeting. Uh, we are coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios when you need cash out of your home and a simple way to get it, Rocket can. This is exciting. Somebody on Twitter, because the internet is not a cesspool, it's in a marvelous place, found a way to measure those people who love your Twitter account the most. And guess what? Andrew Bogish loves a lot of us, so we're going to... Hit that later in the show. Did you see this, Diesel? Have you seen this trending reality on Twitter? Not only have I seen it, I participated in it. Ooh. Am I on your list? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe we'll we'll talk about it later in the show. Pretty exciting. A love letter from Twitter to all of us that stalk other people on Twitter. What, what could possibly go wrong? UCLA now officially going to the Big Ten. We'll hit that. Sucker! Messi versus Mbappe, which Diesel tells me... Is kind of a big deal around here. We've got NFL bets. We're going to dive into in about forty minutes. Ty Dunn, our buddy, NFL writer, podcaster, insider, going to join me in an hour. We'll do buy or sell, and we'll get into the game tonight. Mister Irrelevant making himself irrelevant for the Niners. I almost said irrelevant uh, when they go up to uh, Seattle to play that 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 Seahawks team. But let, let's start here. Let's start because D Cell loves. In the parlance of radio terms, do you want me to use the radio terms, Tom? Do you want me to, to, to pull the curtain back for the audience? Lean into it. Let's do it. In the parlance of our times, it's time for some imaging that uses my name in a very strained way with what should be the word basketball.
2: Bill Ryder has the NBA takes you
0: need to hear. This is Bass Kit Bill. The Warriors struggles on the road continued last night with the actual kind of loss that can mean something in the long run. Yes, they lost to the Pacers, dropping them to somewhere in the neighborhood of 2-13 and on the road. But it's the injury and the question mark surrounding Steph Curry. Third quarter shoulder injury pulled from the game. We'll have an MRI tonight that really tells the tale of the edge this team has been living on in the past including last season, there have been stretches where Steph was hurt or couldn't play or missed a little bit of time. And it didn't matter in the long run because of the depth of this Warriors team and the ability for this squad to just keep their head above water. That's over. They're a different team now. They have aged into, and they've been put there in part by the decisions of their general manager, a squad that solely relies on Steph Curry. Draymond Green is not the player that he used to be. Clay Thompson is not, and he didn't play. Clay, neither Clay nor Wiggins played last night. But Clay Thompson is not the player he used to be. And this isn't to say that Clay and Draymond, who are part of that triumvirate that have won multiple rings in Golden State and created the, the modern dynasty that is the Warriors, it's not to say that those guys aren't at times really good. Clay Thompson, who had normal rest yesterday for his Achilles injury, has had some really big games offensively of late, and actually has played some good defense which has been nice to see coming off that injury. Draymond Green's been important in the past. In fact, in the finals against the Celtics, Dray was really good at times and really critical. But they've only been excellent in the context of an extension of what Steph Curry creates and what he does. They have not been able to change the game or lift their team outside of Steph's presence. And this Warriors team has moved on from a lot of the depth. And I don't just mean Kevin Durant. I, really, I mean a lot of the guys that were there before KD and even some of the guys last year. To lean into that youth movement, to try, and I, I'm not criticizing it, to thread the needle, to grow the talents, guys like Jonathan Kaminga, guys like Wiseman, who's actually in the G League, guys like Moses Moody, these dudes who can be part of the future, but they want contributions now, and they figured Steph and company could, could narrow that gap. But this Warriors team has been lackluster this year. They've been mediocre. They've actually been bizarre. They've been really good at home awful on the road this is a team that outscores opponents by 10 points per game when they're in the friendly confines of their home arena in san francisco and then they lose on average by almost 10 points per game when they go somewhere else you're talking a 20 point per game differential home versus the road that's not a little bit of a difference that's the difference between being the best team in the nba and being the spurs that's who the warriors are when they're on the road but Steph was able to do that rarest of things in sports, to be an individual so extraordinary in his excellence that his mere presence transformed a team from one of the game's worst to one of its best. There aren't many who fit this bill. There just aren't. And we, we often label guys, because it's hard to judge if they're around, at this level of excellence, but it's often, it's just not true. Patrick Mahomes qualifies. He does. Turns out it doesn't matter who the quarterback in San Francisco is. They just keep winning. Turns out it's the system and the head coach. So it's not every QB. Giannis applies. I mean, that's kind of where the list for me stops. We've seen Philly be okay at times without Embiid. Maybe Dallas without Luka Doncic. Steph's injury is a threat in every way to what the Warriors want to accomplish. And friendly reminder, last year the Warriors were exceptional. But we didn't. We kind of slept on them early on, even though they had a good start of the season. People are like, ah, the Warriors. We'll see. But they got into the postseason as a normal seed, not having to play their way in, and they won the entire thing. But if you go back to the last time they made the play in a few seasons ago, they made that play in and they didn't make their way out of it. And so Steph's absence, if it's four weeks or five weeks, actually poses a threat potentially to the Warriors' chances because they've been so mediocre, even with Steph that there's a chance they're going to be abysmal without him. Steve Kerr is usually a pretty chill guy. The dude's got a bunch of rings. He's going to be a Hall of Fame coach. is the reason, whatever you think of, sometimes I know some NBA guys, sources of mine who who are Warriors fans, can get frustrated with Kerr's in-game decision-making and rotations, but all of that is very picky in the context of the greatness that this Warriors team has been. Remember, Steve Kerr showed up and inherited a Steph Curry we knew as a star, inherited a Clay Thompson we knew was a star, inherited a dream on Green that we sort of understood could be something, and, and, and Kerr saw in this team what the offense could be. His arrival and the systems that he tweaked from when Mark Jackson was here, tweaked is probably unfair, that he drastically changed, turned the Warriors into the Warriors. And that, coupled with his general personality, has made him a really positive guy. He tends to be pretty upbeat. Did not sound like it after the loss yesterday and talking about how poorly this team has played so far this year. This has been a, a, a tough uh, start to the season. We're in a tough stretch. You know, you know Maybe it's going to get tougher if Steph's out for a little while. Um, I mean, if he's out, it'll for sure get tougher. But um, you just got to persevere. You just keep playing and you keep fighting. The thing that, that really is fascinating about this is in the past, if, if the Warriors lost Steph, they clearly wouldn't be the team that they are. But you'd feel like they were going to beat the bad teams on the road, home or away, it wouldn't matter. And they'd have some nights where they would surprise you, where, where Clay Thompson would take a whole bunch of shots, where the supporting cast would step up a little bit. In the past, and it's not true this year, that Warriors defense was the best or near the best in the NBA. And with all love and respect for Steph Curry, it's not like when Steph goes away, the defense falls apart. The way you could make the argument, it would in Philadelphia without MB to a degree. And I think the way that it does without Giannis in Philadelphia, or out in in, in Milwaukee. Yet this team doesn't have that defense to fall back on. And Steph Curry has elevated himself to heights we have not seen since his unanimous MVP season. I I don't want to make a soccer comparison because it just feels like it's forced, but Decel sent me a memo this morning requiring me to do it, which was its own sort of thing we'll talk about later. The memo says this is what you will start doing now. But there's no punctuation, so I got confused. Messi is a 35-year-old doing things at the World Cup that he shouldn't be doing. At the age that he's doing them. Literally carrying an Argentina team, I don't think is that good. I don't think they're that good. I think Messi's that incredible. Steph Curry is a 34-year-old who will be 35 in March. So in this season, before we get to the NBA postseason, that is carrying a Warriors team. And that, I guess, wouldn't have been surprising eight years ago when he was in his 20s. Steph Curry is having, by every measurement... I looked at it pretty closely last night, the second-best season of his career. He is having the second-best shooting season of his career after the year that he won the MVP without a single vote going the other direction. He is lifting and carrying a Warriors team so effectively, he probably was the frontrunner for the MVP, and they're still not very good. So as we wait for the MRI and Steph Curry, what we're really waiting for is how many weeks the Warriors are going to go as one of the worst teams in the NBA, and whether that amount of time is enough to sink their chances this year or at least put up enough roadblocks that they go from being still until last night to that injury to Steph's shoulder against the Pacers and Indy, they were still the favorites for me to come out of the West. The guy misses two weeks? Not great. The guy misses four weeks? Not great. Maybe they can overcome it. The guy misses six weeks or more? If the injury is serious enough, we're going to find out. You start to talk about a Warriors team that may not be able to do the things that Steph Curry deserves and the greatness that he's shown. And that was Basket Bill. Do you have a segment you want to do with your name attached to it? Like, is there a. Um,
1: I feel like we got to go backwards for me. I feel like we got to get the name first, then figure out what my segment could be.
0: I mean, clearly alliteration matters. Basket Bill. What about Tennis Tom?
1: Uh, I'll have to learn the game of tennis then, I feel like, to, to in there, order to do that.
0: What other sports begin with a T? I was just trying to think of some, and all I could come up with was tennis.
1: Uh, yeah, that's all that's coming to mind is tennis.
0: De-cell, de-athlete, decathlon, de-cell, I can't do it. See, it doesn't yeah, work. There's not, there's not a lot, not a lot of options. It's a bummer, because we talk the decathlon a lot here on the show, <laughs> and I actually know what the decathlon, I don't even know what, do you know what the decathlon is? Uh I don't. I I
1: don't Are think. Are you swimming? So. No. Yeah, I think I think it's part of it. I think there's three three legs
0: to it, right? Am I thinking of the right thing? Can, I, can we just like can we be over overachievers now with people in their fifties? These people doing these like they're running and they're they're riding bikes up mountains and then they're swimming through the ocean. I got a guy that I know. I get invited to his Halloween party every year. I don't go just because I'm I'm embarrassed to be around him. For me, I'm I'm the embarrassment, not him. This dude, if you know LA or at all, if you don't This dude is like 55. He swims from Manhattan Beach or Hermosa Beach, which is, you know, continental U.S., to an island called Ketalina Island. I don't know how far it is, but it's an hour-and-a-half boat ride. I've been on that boat with with, with little girls with my daughter. Everyone's getting seasick. There's huge waves. This guy's swimming to an island? (laughs) You can't just sit in your chair and drink beer like the rest of us.
1: Yeah, I mean, I had to hustle to my train yesterday on the way home from work, and I actually debated while I was running whether it was worth it or not because I was so winded.
0: Oh, my God. We had to, when we were on vacation last, we, um, we were trying to catch a plane, and we had to run through an airport. And I still view myself as the guy that used to run half marathons. <laughs> Here's some breaking news, Tom I'm not. And then I ran like Lori couldn't keep up and the kids and I'm like, I'll oh, make the plane. And I got there and I'm like, is <laughs> it it's, it's here? And they're like, Sir, we haven't started boarding. I mean, you're just you're an idiot, sir, and you're out of shape. Go swim to an island. Good talk. Yeah. That's that Curry thing, man. What a what a bomber, dude. Maybe he'll be fine. Maybe he'll maybe it'll be a short amount of time.
1: I was thinking about this last night when I saw it. I hope it's not one of these he's out for X amount of time, but then it lingers for the rest of the season. Like, that's what you don't want. Whether he has to miss four weeks, six weeks, okay. It's going to impact the Warriors no matter what. But is it going to linger throughout the playoffs?
0: You went super negative. Like, not only is it going to be, maybe it'll just take the whole thing down. That's where my mind goes on. with this team. That's where it goes. Like, if we did a a medical show, dent, D cell dentist or something, right, dentist comes to mind.
1: I don't think you want me taking
0: care of anybody's teeth. Bro, I hate the dentist so much. I'm not going to lie. Does anybody like going to the dentist? No. I I think, I mean, look, those people that have perfect teeth and brush their teeth 12 times a day and just go to show off, right? Oh, you're so per. Your teeth are so perfect.
1: Yeah, they, they floss after every meal.
0: Dude, there are people in the building you're, you're standing in who floss all the time in there. And I judge them, brush their teeth. I judge them, but they have better tennis experiences than I do. <laughs> do you think it's weird, though, to like go into a public bathroom and be, be brushing your teeth at 2 in the afternoon? Like, so weird. And aggressive. And it's aggressive so brushing. So weird. Yeah,
1: like using the sink. I'm trying to wash
0: my hands. They're foaming at the mouth. One guy goes, hey, what's going on, man? Like, hey, dude, um, trying to wash my hands without talking to a guy who's, who's foaming at the mouth. That's just kind of what I'm, what I'm about. <laughs> guy probably runs half marathons and does decathlons and swims to islands. I always worry like do you really want to ride a bike and then run whatever mile and then swim like doesn't that increase the odds you're going to have cuz if you if if you're riding the bike and it goes badly you got to push the bike okay you're you're going to be healthy. If you're running and it goes badly I've been through this you're like oh this is bad I have to walk. But if you're swimming and it goes badly you're, there is death that is a sort of an out that can happen there. Well,
1: Wouldn't you be a little worried about the drowning? Yeah, for sure I would be, but I think that's why it's so impressive that these people are
0: able to accomplish all three of these things consecutively. If you were going to bet on any of the three of us, me, you, Bogus, who could compete, who could complete that? If you trained for three years, I think I'm going Bogus, man. Probably Bogus.
1: I don't know if if all three of us split up each leg, one of us ran, one of us biked, right. and one of us was swimming. I still don't know if we could complete it. I'm not a good enough swimmer. I'm not a good enough swimmer either. I don't know about Bogish.
0: Sometimes when I admit these frailties, I feel bad about myself. I feel like maybe, I, maybe something's wrong with me. But then I saw Andrew Bogish's commitment to who I am. And we're going to celebrate. What are you laughing at? I want to celebrate it. Let's Friendship celebrate is it. real. Friendship is real. I'm going to explain next year on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. What do you think about that, Bogish? You interested? Oh, we'll get to him in a second. Don't want to rush him into the conversation. That would be rude. What's going on? What Diesel. What's up, Bill? Happy Thursday. Happy Thursday, buddy. How's the uh, Christmas shopping going? You, you gotten on it yet? Uh,
1: no. No, I haven't. It's not going great at all. Not only do I have to Christmas shop, then I have to wrap everything, which
0: I am terrible at wrapping presents. Oh, dude, mine just look like a circle. I, I Mine are, Lori makes me do it so show she can make fun of me.
1: Anytime I can put something in a gift bag, I, I, I opt for the gift bag because wrapping is just a nightmare.
0: So I'll just shop places where I know they're doing free wrapping and just I'll pay the upcharge. Yeah. Yep. Sir, so, yep. so we'll grab that for free for f- $14. Here's $14. <laughs> when I wrap my, my wife and kids' presents, it looks like a four-year-old did it.
1: Yeah, they I don't this... have, like, those clean-cut yeah. edges. My, like, I, my wife's doing, like, origami. Like, I can't even—I can't hold the wrapping paper down and get the piece of tape. Like, it's just a nightmare.
0: Here's my excuse. You ready? Here's my excuse. You tell me—I want you to tell me you think this is a bunch of garbage, though. Because I, I always rip the paper, but I'm left-handed, and I think the scissors are on— the, I think I need a, a pair of lefty scissors. Yeah, that might be a thing. For real. Yeah, at least... Every time I cut, it rips— yeah, at least you Man, have an excuse. Parentate. You have an excuse. I don't. Just pretend you're left handed. You didn't know. There we go. Um I was gonna talk to Andrew about this, but he hasn't shown up yet. So I'm just gonna do it I'm gonna do it with you. I uh, did you see this Twitter thing where you can look up who follows you the most not follows you, who looks at your who basically stalks you the most on Twitter. Have you seen this?
1: I have seen it. I saw a lot of cooler people than me doing it on Twitter. So I uh, I tried it last night. I wanted to see uh, who's following me.
0: I love your Twitter account. I'm always on there. Where did I come
1: on your list? Oh, uh, you-, you were. You get the top nine. You just snuck in there at number nine for me. Give me your. All right, who's on there? Who Who of note? Anybody from from the network on there? Anybody from the network? It's mostly people from the network. Okay. Uh, Pete Bellotti, who uh, who runs the board for the morning show, DM. Pete. Yeah, number one on my list.
0: He loves that D cell account.
1: Yeah, I'm not really sure why Pete's all about D cell, but uh, he's number one. Zach Gelb, who hosts uh, 6 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern here on the network.
0: Yeah. Number two on my list. Number he's seven on mine. Okay. Can I can I admit something that might make me sound like a bad person? Can I can I can I can I, can I do that? Go for it. Apparently, I'm pretty high on Ryan Hickey's list because Gelb sent me a note giving me a, a, a bit of a hard time. And I actually was going through Ryan's Twitter account when Gelb sent me the note. I go through Ryan Hickey's Twitter account consistently because there's so many... And I love Ryan. I think he's amazing. There's so many bad tweets on there that I, that I just send them to a string I'm on with him and Stu making fun of him. I am constantly going through his Twitter account To just make him feel bad about himself when the day's over.
1: So it's not necessarily a good thing when you show up uh, on his top nine.
0: The thing I really sell. so there's a a gentleman out of Green Bay who's number one on my list. I love that. There's a CBS Sports Radio's on there. Arash Markazi, remember that guy? He's on there. You're not on there, pal. You're not on there. Ouch. Not cool. Gelb's on there. Uh, Jayhawk Talk, which is a, a buddy of mine, Kansas. But number two is Andrew Bokish.
2: Are we doing Andy power loves rankings. Me. Oh, yes, yes. Have I you do. seen
0: this Twitter thing?
2: I, I saw uh, our colleague Brandon Tierney do this, but I was just afraid that it was like a scam or something. I was so I didn't click on it right away. I needed more confirmation than BT doing it.
0: You go to my Twitter account, the second most of any human being on the face of the earth. And I just wanted to take this occasion to say, love you too, man.
2: Well, you're a very, very good follow especially when I'm required to retweet the show tweet every day. So, well, that hasn't happened in three months, so I don't think I did today. you... I
0: tagged you today. True. I got you.
2: You didn't tag me yesterday, and I forgot. But today I did it.
0: Oh, I, I tagged you in three it. months.
1: Uh, bogus, our friendship is in question again. Uh, you are
0: not in my top nine.
2: I don't even think I follow you. How do I do
0: this? <laughs> what do I do? Well, so apparently you are... You're on everyone's list because you're on Gelb's list. I think you're on Trace's list. You're just you're out there. Just you're on every. You are a. You go to everyone's account more than anyone else, other than D Cell. Is he
2: is he really not on your list, Tom? He is not. So, but seriously, what do I do? How do I do this right now? Will it happen immediately? I'm, I'm, I'm gonna send you the link. Yeah, it takes
0: like. Gelb send it to me. Yeah, I'll take it. It'll take you two seconds. And the other thing is you can look like, – I haven't had the guts to look up Spike asking our boss, but if you want to get like, – I, 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 you think can we're look all, up
1: other people. Bill, you're probably number one. Bogus is probably two, and I'm three on Spike's
0: list. I like Spike's Twitter. I, I think he's, he's actually – he's a good follow. He's, I'm bad at Twitter. He is good at the, at the Twitter. All right, Bogus, are you ready to see me to blow your mind? I'm going to be one I, through nine.
2: This is not real. This is real. Did you do it already? This is not real. Are you I, done? I did, yeah. All right. All right, give us the list. Okay, the list. You want to go top to bottom, bottom to top? Count number... countdown. Right. Number nine, which is where it begins that I don't think this is true, is Fordham head men's basketball coach, <gasps> Keith Ergo.
1: You are a star. Why wouldn't that track? That makes sense to me. Yeah, uh,
2: But him specifically? Because at number six is the official Fordham account for athletics. Hey. Now, that makes sense to me.
0: Separate thing. Oh, where is it? What's her name? The, the lady that dated Aaron uh, Rodgers.
2: I'm assuming she's number 10 because she's not listed. This is only <laughs> top nine. So, again, top nine is my good buddy Keith Ergo, whom I yeah. host a podcast with. So maybe that's why this is happening. Number eight, which really I think disproves the entire validity of this list, is WFAN afternoon drive time co-host Evan Roberts. I don't believe that Evan has ever looked at my Twitter feed not enough to make this list. Ask him,
0: and ask certainly him. not uh, more than
2: my friend Keith Ergo. Ask you got maybe Evan is Maybe he,
0: maybe he's a huge bogus fan, but he's shy. That's off the. Air. I
2: don't know. Number seven. I'm honored by this. The legendary Peter Schwartz.
0: Schwartz A again.
2: Now now it begins to make sense. Number six, Fordham Rams, great. Number five, the CBS Sports Radio account. Number four, Andrew Kaplan the Wizard of Watch DA, the genius down the hall. Number three, the aforementioned Zach Gelb. Number two, up-and-coming, possible stealer of buy or sell, the one and only Pat Boyle. Oh, wow. And then number one is the greatest show fan account in radio, DA on CBS Quotes, who basically does a live transcript of our show for four hours every morning. So
0: I... I love the hour show. I don't get that treatment.
2: The bottom, <laughs> the bottom two that. are really bothering me, and I don't understand why. Why are Gelb and Boyle all up in my feed? What's going on? Gelb's
0: on everybody. Gelb, Gelb, where is Gelb on mine? He's seven on mine. You have second Gelb on yours. On mine. You- yeah, he's second. All right, you guys need to like look up Aaron. Ro- we need to start looking up Aaron Rodgers' account. LeBron James. I looked up my wife's, and there was some. There was somebody I've never even heard of who follows me on Twitter, so I can't even figure that out. It's all kind of
1: creepy when you think about it.
0: It's a, There is. I don't even know who does this or or what the algorithm is. It it feels like it's a little suspect. I mean, Arash Markazi. I haven't talked to Arash in probably three years. He's five on my list. Yeah, and there's I, a. Radio host, I don't know out of Green Bay. I think is probably a pretty nice guy, but he's number one on my list, Marcus eversall Do you guys know him? I don't. I do. Yeah, I do. I mean, give me the scoop. He's, my, like,
1: he's he's number one. We're not uh, we're not besties. Obviously, we live pretty far away from each other. But uh, I know Marcus. What's his deal? He's a good guy. He's a good
0: radio host. Maybe he's coming to you for uh, Aaron Rodgers takes. Ooh, maybe he is coming for the Aaron Rodgers takes. I would have to tweet for that to be a thing. It's Sports Writer Sports R-E-I-T-E-R.
1: Or maybe when when you say in your show tweets that we're going to talk Aaron Rodgers on the show, he wants to know.
0: He checks it out. Maybe. All right. You guys into if, diesel I'm sorry, I took your thunder. You're really excited about about the World Cup. What 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 caught your eye? You sent me a really excited email this morning.
1: I mean, this is supposed to be the passing of the torch here, no? Messi to Mbappe, France versus Argentina in the World Cup final. Like this
0: is supposed to be like. MJ and LeBron, no. I hate how
2: much how good Mbappe is already.
0: Is that obnoxious of me? The guy has. Bo, is has seven World Cup goals that he scored in his, scored his career. Is that right?
2: <laughs> I don't know if that's the exact number, but he's top three or four of all time. Yeah,
0: and he's twenty-three. I don't like it. So good is this
2: insight, is this not Sanders. the
0: passing of the torch?
2: It could be. I don't know, man. The torch might have already be passed. Is that the point? <laughs>
0: I don't know. I guess it depends what happens on Sunday. If Mbappe scores a goal or two and beats Messi in the World Cup, it will be, I think, the, the cornerstone for the eventual argument that Mbappe is the best player of all time. That That's my concern. There's already people positing that he will be. He's too young for us to be having this conversation, but it it's out there. And I'm not sure. Is there anyone in any of the other – maybe Mahomes – Maybe it's Mahomes-like. Mahomes a little bit older, but we do have that conversation about Mahomes, and I think we all agree if Mahomes wins, I mean, hard to do, but three more Super Bowls, you probably start to have the conversation in a real way. Nobody in the NBA. Giannis ain't passing you know, LeBron Jordan. Nobody in Major League Baseball right now, right? Trout's just too, he's too old, and there's no one that approaches his talent level. What about um, hockey? Blue shirts. Anybody there? I don't know anything about hockey.
2: Uh, I mean, on a young st- Connor McDavid is the best player in the world, and he's ridiculously yeah. good and underrated and overlooked. I love him though. But this is not this is not that. No one's yet having a Gretzky conversation.
0: I like your take. Diesel's looking for some for some affirmation here. You got to got to give well, him a little affirmation.
2: I don't know about that, but I want to go back to you not liking Mbappe being this good already. I don't like it. Just enjoy it.
0: I, I don't... What's not to like? I think part of it is in his at PSG. I think part of it You're is... You're bigger than that. Guy. And I think part of it is that he's going to end up at Real Madrid, even though he... I mean, that's a huge part of it. I hate Real Madrid with a burning passion, and he almost went there and he's a lifelong fan. He, but he also seems kind of petty, right? The reports that he's put out he's going to play with Messi that he held the organization hostage so he could choose the players, that he wants to play through the middle and not on the wing. Dude, just play, man. You're amazing.
2: I don't know. throw your weight around yet. It's pretty good. If I had weight to throw around, I'd throw it around. He's in a
0: garbage league, too. I mean, he's in a garbage league. That's fair. Could the best player of all time in football have come out of the CFL or the Arena League?
2: (laughs) I mean, come on. Is that a fair assessment of League One?
0: I think it absolutely is.
2: Obviously, I mean, so La, La Liga is ahead of that, and Italy, and Syria.
0: I mean, La Liga, I think, with Real Madrid and Barcelona, has two dominant. Yes, and they have a couple teams that have won the Europa the last few years. And yeah, I think so. I can't speak to Syria. I don't know. do D- so you're the soccer expert. Where does Syria compare to Ligue? 1?
1: I think it's uh, it's right above Bundesliga.
0: Oh, we didn't even think about Germany. Yeah, I know some things. All right. If you had to take for your life, your life was on the line, a tournament involving the German League versus the French League, and you just remove PSG and Bayern, wouldn't you go? i go to the German
2: League in a heartbeat.
0: In a heartbeat.
2: You just said Bayern, right?
0: You remove Bayern, you remove PSG. The rest of those leagues.
2: I don't know, I'd want to live in France more than Germany, I think. Maybe not. But, if,
0: but you don't get to live at all if you lose this. That's the point of this. right?
2: <laughs> Diesel, can you name one team in the Bundesliga and one team in Serie A?
1: Uh, no, I cannot. Not at this time.
2: Even though we just spotted you one. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's true.
2: Can you guess one? Guess a team in, in Ligue 1? I don't, I don't even know what you're saying Me right now. Me neither.
0: There. <laughs> Ligue 1. <It's, laughs> Is for League fresh 1? League, league 1. Yeah, when I watch like uh, soccer shows, they like, they're like, "Yeah, my are locked that Legum, they throw in the legum. It sounds like legum, which is like it a like, artichoke, right?
2: Yeah, I have enjoyed, and I I think John Strong does a good job. I don't, I feel still feel like I'm not qualified to judge a soccer broadcaster, but I do like the other guys after him that drop in multiple European accents during the broadcast. I mean, they're just all in on correct, correct pronunciations, and I'm here for it.
0: Can I give you my really bad take about soccer broadcasting? I like listening to Spanish-language uh, soccer broadcasts because I just I would like to speak Spanish better, and I'd like to pick it up and get an ear for it. But I think that the when someone scores a goal and they scream goal for five minutes is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. I hate it with a burning passion.
2: So people keep obviously sharing... Uh, Andre Cantor's calls from Telemundo. And my favorite part is the delay in the uh, closed captioning. Because for some reason, when I see these clips, they always have the closed captioning on. And I think then the delay in just typing as someone's talking and then the delay in the, oh, part of the goal calls, it's unbelievable. Does he go to the pool and hold his breath to train? How does one... he has to He has to do He's some not kind of oxygen thing. in right he 's got to do something to train those lungs.
0: Diesel has no idea what we're talking no. about no
2: here's, here's my hot take, just to double down on that. I, I like might tics. think that Stu Holden is at least the one I enjoy the most, if not just categorically the best game analyst we have any sport on American TV.
0: Oh wow, I could not disagree more. Did you read the Guardian takedown of, of fox sports's um... World Cup coverage,
2: uh, I did not. It was a pre or post Grant Wall. It,
0: it was it was before Grant Wall. Okay, and it was a vicious, destruct. And I'm friends, sort of, or, or social with. I live in the area of Robstone. Like I don't. I'm not saying I agree with it, but I did think describing Stu Holden's voice as squeaky was was a, a, a kindly act. I can't. Not who am I to criticize for voice, but. Can't get down with the voice,
2: man. Well, there are also times where he, it's it's almost like he's got an accent. Like, he's not from America, which is, it just comes and goes. It's almost like Ben Simmons' Australian accent. Sometimes it's there, sometimes it's not. Um, but I I don't know. I just, I enjoy listening to him. And I'm sorry to, to disappoint you. I don't like when we fight. What is Clint Dempsey's accent? Would you like to peg that one for me? I, I can't. I don't, not from this planet. I mean, it, he sounds like a combination of
0: London Arkansas, and Brooklyn.
2: He's like emphysema in there, too, a little I've bit. I've lived
0: in all through <laughs> like a little emphysema. And just some
2: general, with a, with a healthy dose of anger and confusion. Yeah, some black lung. I don't know if he trained in a coal mine to play soccer. There's, just, there's, there's a gruffiness to his voice, too. All
0: right, let's give, we got, we got to get on to, to NFL bats, but Disa, you take the last word here. Sucker! <laughs> oh, there it is. Perfect. That's why you're you. There it is. Let's do, Um, this will be fun, let's do some NFL bets that I'll again be under 500 in. You should just, I'm going to give these to you wherever you're listening, and I'm telling you, it's not a guarantee, you should just bet the opposite, and the odds you're going to have a winning week are high. That gift from me to you is happening here on CBS Sports Radio after we get a CBS Sports Radio update from Andrew Bogus. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. All right, welcome back into the show. Writer Than You here on CBS Sports Radio. I am not doing well this year in NFL betting. Huh? T-Sell, I wish you did this just so we could, like, measure it so that we could just have a little bit of a, a competition. Do you want me to
1: keep, like, a running list of my bets if I were to bet?
0: No, I, I had this argument with... um. De Benedetto, where he would like, Tom, uh, you, if you listen, I love you.
1: You mean Mike McDaniel?
0: Mike McDaniel, yeah. Where um, he would talk about his bets, but he wouldn't put money down. And I would be like, "Your bets are not real." It's only because there's a there's a different effect when you're actually gambling. By the way, I guess I'm wrong. I guess I am 35 and 35. It just doesn't feel that way. I just looked it up because I do keep track. That's not terrible. You know what? Renewed confidence, Tom. You ready? I'm ready. You ready to get into this? Let's get into this. I'm a little concerned about my judgment in life because I want to bet on the Raiders to win outright in a pick'em hosting a Patriots team that is doing a really interesting approach. New England is um is giving up offense. They're like, let's not do offense this year. So that is the preview for the open. I forgot to throw to. <laughs> Good radio. Bill makes the tough picks so you can fade accordingly. It's time for Bet Writer with Bill. I'm so glad I'm such a professional. Do you want to talk me out of Vegas? Here's my here's my argument. Here's my view of the matter. They're actually playing better of late. They're markedly better than their record suggests on paper. Now they're not because their coach is a what's the word I'm looking for? Loser but they have blown 3 17 point 112 point game leads that's four games they should have won at least three they, all they should be they should be
1: really good they also lost to Jeff Saturday coaching his first NFL game and yeah, they lost right. to Baker Mayfield who was with the Rams checks notes for about 30 seconds six of their losses
0: shouldn't have happened i can't bet on that team i can't i can't do it so a good team with a terrible coach versus bad team with an incredible coach that is what so it's interesting like do we believe in coaching to that extent, I think we've learned that coaching
1: matters this year in the NFL. I think it's been a big talking point this year. I, yeah, coaching matters. I gotta go with the better coach.
0: Everything you're saying is right. I'm going to go the other direction. <laughs> Plus, you gotta
1: I think really, Belichick knows Josh McDaniel so well, he's worked with him true. for so long, he's gotta
0: know some tendencies that they're gonna look for. Reverse is true though too. As, absolutely, as McDaniel, absolutely. As McDaniel puts together an offensive game plan. Oh man, it is Belichick against a former assistant where he just dominates people. The game is in Vegas. Vegas, although if any team's not going to have a lull because of where they are partying, it's going to be it's going to be the Patriots. I got to take New England in. here. I'm also. Really interesting game. Two seven and six teams that are trying to to get their seasons to a point where they're salvageable, where they can live up to expectations. The Chargers and I'm using air quotes host Tennessee because they don't have a home field advantage ever. No one, no Chargers fans go to those games. If you do, only two and a half point favorites. And you know I'm partial to Tennessee, and I'm partial to the Titans. Making the adjustments and rebounding. I, I'm still team Mike Vrabel.
1: You know how down I am on Justin Herbert. I know they beat Miami. I know he was the better quarterback last week. I still don't trust them. Don't. I just don't trust them.
0: I think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna go Tennessee in this game. Here's another interesting one. Tampa Bay is hosting Cincinnati. They're three and a half point underdogs at home. This, this always feels I can't win Tom Brady I can't win Tom Brady. When I bet on Tom Brady games, I lose. He is a he is a confounding, confusing part of an equation. He is utterly unpredictable in both directions, especially this year. But I I just I am I am gearing toward the belief that the Bengals are one of the absolute best teams in football. They are on fire. They have shown their ability to go on the road. They won at Arrowhead. I mean, they went air on the playoffs last year. I think three and a half. I wish it was three or two and a half. I think there's a chance Tampa Bay is bad, and that Tom Brady's just giving up the ghost.
1: I think you got to go with logic here, and you said it: the Bengals are one of the best teams in football right now. And I, I got to apologize. I wrote them off at the start of this season when they started zero two. I said that the Super Bowl run last year was the outlier. Uh, I was dead wrong. This is a good football team. They have Jamar Chase back. Joe Burrow is playing at. At a high rate right now and they're protecting him which which it's all about protection for the Cincinnati Bengals. if he has time to throw and he can get the ball downfield to Jamar Chase, they can put up points. you got to take Cincinnati. they're the better team. I um, I really
0: want to take Detroit in what is in effect a, a pick um against the Jets in New York. Do you want to talk me out of it because I'm not I'm not sure. Mike White again starting for New York. He's Probably going
1: to start the rest of the way for the Jets. The Lions are building something here, man. Like I, Jared Goff is playing well. Like it's it's time. He is that, playing well. It's time that yeah. we give the Lions credit and say more than they're just playing really hard. I know they don't have as much talent as as playoff teams do, but like Jared Goff is playing really well, man.
0: I gotta tell you, dude. A stat that I saw that blew my mind is that in the last six weeks. Jared Goff has more points per dropback, which is an interesting stat, than any quarterback in the National Football League. So it obviously excludes all run plays. It exclu- Just when, when Jared Goff throws the football, it results in more points per play than any of the QB in the NFL over this streak for, for Detroit. He's got confidence. He's got swagger. I'm going with it. Uh, Buffalo, seven and a half point favorites. Hosting Miami, I don't love, I, I hate it. There's a trap game here that I'm that, I, that I'm thinking about putting some real money on. Baltimore two and a half point dogs at Cleveland. Baltimore racked with injury. Deshaun Watson looks like a disaster. I'm tempted to I'm tempted to, to bet on the Ravens.
1: And you mentioned it with these last two games here: Dolphins and Bills, and now Ravens Browns. Do you like these Saturday games? No, I hate it. I absolutely hate it. Hate it. I know more football the better, but like I hate it.
0: I'm sure it rates better, right? I'm sure whoever, whatever dudes are sitting around like, where's the college football or watch NFL? I will be, but sort of reluctantly because the vibe feels wrong.
1: This could be a really ugly game. You mentioned Ravens-Browns. Watson still working his way back. Lamar Jackson not going to be playing. This, This could be a really ugly football game.
0: Can Baltimore win that game?
1: Yes, absolutely they could win that football game. There's not going to be a lot of points scored in this game. If anything, just looking at it now, over under 37. I might like to take the under in this game.
0: I need to get you on that betting train, man. Will it make you angry? Yes. Will it make your wife angry? Yes. Will it cost you money? Sure. Will you lose sleep? You will. This sounds
1: great. Sign me up.
0: It's, (laughs) I need to get you in on it. Really,
1: just really, just reeling me in here. All these, all these positive things.
0: It's fun. It's fun, though. You feel alive. None Your of wife those won't things be. you said sounded fun. Your wife won't be mad. I'm just kidding. She'll love it. There's Tom. Taking our hard-earned money and betting it on football games that I don't care about. I'm really excited to talk to Ty Dunn. That's our guy. Does his own website, longtime NFL writer, incredibly impressive dude, author. Joins us next year on CBS Sports Radio.